Hi, all, and welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell. On this podcast, I share conversations I have with community builders who offer tips on what's worked for them and resources that have helped them find calm in the community building process. If you're a new community builder or just considering a community to bring your clients, customers, or audience together, but you don't know how or what to do, I'd be happy to help you during a 90-minute clarity call. And you can grab a link from uh, the findcalmhere.com website to book a session with me directly. Also, if you are interested, you can also grab a link to sign up for the Calm Community Newsletter. I send out a weekly uh, newsletter that has resources and tools, what's going on inside the Find Calm Here community, and a lot of other fun stuff in addition to the podcast when the podcast drops. So uh, check that out and subscribe there. If you need support uh, or accountability with a group of community builders, I'd love to invite you to see uh, the Find Calm Here community and join us inside, you'll receive support, tools, and resources to help you have a successful launch, grow your membership, and tackle any challenges with the support of peers in a safe space that's affordable and enjoyable. We've got tons of awesome things happening inside the community, including the new Calm Guides to support you in any stage of your community building journey. So this is a really special episode. I'm very excited because um, over the past two years, I've been really vocal about Mighty Networks and this amazing platform that's an all-in-one community platform uh, that I've been using for my business since 2020, and I've helped over 80 leaders build, launch, and grow their course, cohort, or membership on this platform. Uh, with each year, the platform has leveled up by offering a place for business owners to create a community that they own and charge members to access all inside one place that's branded and unique to the content and context the community host is offering. And so that's why I really love Mighty. And with that, I'm really thrilled to interview two people I've gotten to know a little bit over the last year, being an active member in the Mighty Network's Mighty Host community, uh, which is an online space exclusively for hosts who are who are paying customers of Mighty Networks that have their own communities that they lead. Uh, they share proven frameworks for creating, growing, and selling thriving communities, online courses, and memberships. I first met Jessica Shambora, uh, Director of Product Management at Mighty Networks in 2020 when I was first launching Find Calm Here Community. Uh, she facilitates the Thursday weekly workshop inside the Mighty Host community. And uh, she has been answering questions and supporting hosts by offering them a place to present their challenges and offering solutions as, in addition to tech support for the attendees of those sessions. Uh, she's also connected with the Muddy Mastermind members in 2020 by offering to show up at a one of our virtual sessions and, and do a Q&A just with the Find Calm Here members. So I was really grateful for that. Um, and she does so many other things. She's like the face of like a lot of different Mighty Network <laughs> events. So it's really exciting that she is joining us. And also Jane, and I forgot to ask you how to say your name, but I'm going to guess it's Sedic. Said, oh, I can't even, Pretty even say it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Stetsic. Okay. Stetsic. Thank you. I knew it, but then I like faltered, but that's okay. <laughs> Senior Vice President of Marketing at, uh, for Money Network. She focuses on creating content that converts, elevating creators and encouraging leaders to launch purposeful communities that help others transform their lives in daily life. She's a Canadian American who went to a library school and ended up with a career in startup marketing, which I love that you say that on your on your <laughs> LinkedIn. She loves learning for, uh, from creators and entrepreneurs to help them grow their businesses and spark conversations. She's been uh, together uh, in the Mighty Host with supporting 
other members in there with resources for the community, uh, sharing posts and creating polls for engagement inside the, the community. And she is just amazing with creating these strategies and sharing how other community leaders can boost their networks, uh, share it on social media, and she provides all the tools and resources to help uh, Mighty Network builders make a powerful and impactful Mighty Networks. So welcome to both Jessica and Jane. And we're thrilled to be here is so, the, so the closing to, to the intro. This is super <laughs> exciting, Deb, with everything you, you've done to kind of raise the profile of Mighty and help people be successful. That's what Jess and I are all about all day, every day. So this feels like a good meeting of the minds and hearts. Yes. It's wonderful to be here, Deb. It feels like such a great milestone and kind of moment in time to come back together with you after having known you for a few years now and um, just getting to take stock of like how far we've come and, and also, you know, um, all that we've got in store. So really happy to be here. Well, thank you both. I'm excited. So I want to start with Jessica here. Tell me a little bit about your journey with Mighty. Um, you know, what brought you to Mighty and, and uh, what, are you, what are you currently doing there as your role? Yeah, so I joined Mighty in August of 2018. Um, I had known Gina Bianchini, our founder and CEO, for uh, at that point probably at least 10 years. We met when I was a reporter at Fortune Magazine and um, working on a story about the women of Silicon Valley, and we profiled Gina, so I got to know her there. And then um, I also helped run um, a really incredible community called the Fortune Most Powerful Women. And so we would have summits and in-person events, but um, that was where I kind of got my a lot of my start around community and um, and Gina was part of that, that group. So fast forward to, uh, yeah, 2018, I met up with Gina, we had coffee, I learned about what she was doing with Mighty and it sounded super exciting and fun and I just, the ideas just started like exploding and we, um, so I jumped on board um, at first in a role that was kind of like a hybrid of like brand and a bit of marketing, but also kind of special projects. Um, and as part of that helped Gina get the community design masterclass um, off the ground and was a producer for that course. Um, gosh, I, I can't even remember exactly, probably starting in the fall, maybe of 2019. And um, we just started running cohorts of this five-week course, one after another, and we just loved it. It made us feel so connected to the creators and hosts that we were working with and who were using the platform and give us such fantastic insights into what they were trying to do, the challenges they faced, how we could help build solutions, um, and then also provide strategy and um, help them really put together a structured approach to launching and growing um, a community and memberships and um, all of the pieces that come with that with community design. So that was a, an incredible adventure. Um, and so we did that, you know, right into the pandemic. Uh, that was also what a transition and interesting time in the world um, to be helping business owners and creators bring bring their communities online. And then um, I actually was out on parental leave, came back about a year ago and stepped in as the director of product management. And that's the role I've been in. And um, I partner with our SVP of product, Tom Aaron, to help, um, you know, drive the vision for uh, what the product will, you know, what we're going to be working on, where we're going to be focused, how it lines with our goals for our hosts and their members. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we have a, an interesting model, which I can go more into 
called the squad model. So um, the folks on my team are running different squads, which are pushing the product forward on all different fronts. Um, so that's where that's kind of my journey and where we are today. And so I'm coming up on four years and I just can't believe it's gone by really, really fast. So um, and it's been so much fun. So great. Thank you so much, Jessica. Uh, Such a great journey that you've been on. Uh, Fellow uh, journalist major, I went to school for photojournalism and spent 15 years as a journalist working for, as a reporter and photographer for local publications and magazines. And I never ended up continuing on with that career only because I wasn't making any money, which you probably know a little bit about. Yes, I'm familiar with that. But look where you are now. I'm sure you're leveraging all of those skills still. So I feel like really you got the common, like, wanting to tell a story, which is why you're really great when you do um, share your your journey. So thank you for that. I want to mm-hmm. circle back to the squad that you mentioned, but I want to go over to Jane. And Jane, have uh, you introduce yourself a little bit, give a little bit more background about what you do at Mighty. Yeah, definitely. So as Deb said, I'm Jane Stutzik. I run the marketing team at Mighty Networks. And my journey to Mighty is a little bit different than Jess. And I really have, you know, worked at startups for the last eight years. Prior to that, I was a a librarian in residence at an advertising agency. And really what my career comes down to is I'm just curious. I want to learn more. I want to help other people learn more. And that's kind of defined my career. And in startups, when I, I went to Twitter, I was really focused on small and medium businesses and just fell in love with this creator entrepreneur space, you know, creator economy, creators, it's just another word for a different type of entrepreneur. And every business starts as a small business. There are just so many fascinating stories. So I really connect with that audience. I just find it inspiring and empowering and interesting. And I I had a few detours. I was in online grocery for a while, but when I heard about Mighty and what they were looking for, it just connected so deeply with how I want to empower this this new future of creators and entrepreneurs and what Mighty is doing does exactly that. So I jumped at the chance to join and explore what the marketing org looks like. And really what I think our role as marketing at Mighty is, is to create more opportunity for people, whether they haven't heard of Mighty, but they have an amazing idea for a community, or if they've been building with us and just need some help, you know, how can I be more successful I think that's what the marketing org at Mighty can do and is doing. And I'm super excited to to do more. So I'm thrilled to be here. Great. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into marketing because I can tell you from uh, leading the Find Calm Here community for the last six months and working with clients who are launching or growing their, their Mighty Networks, that is, is what I do as a consultant, they they really struggle with, with yeah. how do I get how do I get people to my membership? How do I even talk about it? What does that look like? What is the campaign or, you know, all of these things. I do want to circle back to that, but I want to make sure I go back to uh, now what Jessica was talking a little bit about these squads, because I think that's a really great um, uh, next step to go to is talk about like, how, how do you decide what products and that kind of maybe the community design masterclass. Um, I don't know if that was like a way to, to get a gauge of like, the products or tell me, tell me a little bit more about how those squads worked and, and how that relates to like what you're doing. Yeah. So the squads in a way were like, you know, helped be, they were part of the impetus for forming like a product management function at Mighty. So, um, so I guess it was kind of end of 2020 that we decided that, you know, we were growing as a team and, 
we have a lot of surface area to our product. There's a lot that you can do with the Mighty Network. It's a powerful platform. Um, and we wanted to make sure we were pushing forward on all fronts with the product, you know, that we weren't, for example, going in and doing a deep dive for several months on just one part, but then, you know, maybe other parts weren't getting the, the attention that they, that they also deserved. So by, by kind of splitting our product team up into these squads, and I think we have about 10 of them now, um, we were able to kind of focus on different pieces. And what I mean by that is like, we have a group of, you know, product manager, designer, engineers, um, focused on, you know, navigation, or focused on analytics, or focused on um, things like, we, we call it content, but it would be like chat and the, 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 um, the editor, the post editor. So, you know, it really enables us to keep moving the product forward on all these fronts at the same time, as opposed to like, having to just focus on one thing. And so far, we found that to be really powerful, really effective way to kind of get some of the things out there that we have been hearing from hosts for a long time that they wanted. Um, you know, last year, we, we uh, came out with the ability to sell multiple currencies, so that hosts could offer um, plans for sale to members that in their local currencies, which we know was really important. We also launched um, live streaming, so the ability to go live on video in your Mighty Network and just reach people directly, huge way to engage um, the people inside your community, your members um, in that very direct, immediate, exciting, you know, high energy way. So these are some examples of the different projects that we've tackled. Um, you know, we've also done, you know, smaller things as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think about, you know, just even, you know, maybe I don't call it small, but the ability to directly upload video to your Mighty Network, right? It's a huge time saver for hosts. They don't have to, you know, go and upload the video in another spot and then come over and embed it. It's just, it's right there. It's a native experience for their members. So we're just constantly thinking about how can we make the, the product, the experience better for hosts, better for their members, at the end of the day, we want hosts to be successful. And so we're trying to identify what are those things that are really going to move the needle for them in terms of attracting new members, retaining those members, getting those members activated inside of the network. That's where we're really focused. How are the squads uh, determined? Can you just, I may have missed that in there, but like, are you um, saying that those specific feature, like uh, a chat feature is, mm. is specifically dedicated to a squad? Exactly. A, a so one squad, right. One squad would work on chat so that it would free up another squad to be focused on another part of the product, like having to do with plans, for example. So how you sell things on a mighty network, another squad might be focused on that. So, you know, um, Tim and Tom really kind of architected this vision, Tom being our, our SVP of product and Tim being our CTO. Um, and they looked across, you know, what were the key areas, again, of the product that we wanted to move forward. And they, that was how they decided to set up these squads. So we're actually like often spinning up new squads. So last summer was when we spun up our live and media squads so that we could focus even more on um, like live experiences within the Mighty Network. Um, or what kinds of experiences, you know, we knew how important it was to host to be able to, um, you know, share media in a native way with their members. So that's why we have a dedicated media squad now. So it's really through listening to hosts again and understanding what their challenges are, 
what their needs are, where, you know, how they want to connect and interact with our members that drives us around, okay, we need a squad for this so we can really take a focused approach. Um, and you mentioned the community design masterclass. And I would just say that, you know, the, one of the things that that did for us, it gave us such a really deep and insightful look at, you know, how are hosts building these businesses and what do they need to be successful with them? And it gave us a direct line of communication into them. And that's something I've been able to, and really fortunate to be able to continue with the Thursday workshop, as you mentioned, um, where we have a group of hosts that come together every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, um, paying hosts within the Mighty Host community. Um, Some are regulars, they come every week. Some are, you know, just drop in when they have a specific challenge you're trying to solve. But the amazing thing is how many people come and they just want to listen. They want to, they want to, they want to be in community with other hosts and hear from other hosts and what they're working on. And um, people, you know, listen and watch the replays as well. And it's in those sessions, many of our, actually our squad leaders will actually even attend those sessions so they can hear directly from um, from hosts as to what are their challenges or what are they trying to do and how can we make sure that the solutions we're building are going to be a fit and and directly address the use cases that the hosts, hosts bring there. So um, I just really love having that time. It's my, some of my most rewarding time and it's just enabled me over the years to build these incredible relationships with our hosts. So I just love love having um, people come join us there and we all just come together to, to workshop and brainstorm solutions. Yeah, that's what I love about Mighty. Um, honestly, one of the things that made me, um, you know, so committed to to Mighty Networks, for example, is is your dedication and, and other people who are willing to give their time. Um, you, I mean, there's not, not a lot of c- c- companies, like larger companies, that you could just say, "Hey, like, I want to ask a question," um, you know, without it being like a whole department of customer service or an entire community just, you know, dedicated to customer service reps who are just like managing the, you know, it's, it's more, you offer so much more than just like a support system, you know? Yeah. And we do have an incredible customer advocacy team. Absolutely. But I think there is something to be said for kind of everyone coming together, meaning members of our product team and other hosts coming together in an open forum to ask questions and brainstorm solutions together with each other, because that's where, you know, I'll have other hosts will come up and say, well, I've handled this this way in my network, or this is, you know, one of the ways, things that we've seen that's that's made this work and how we've driven engagement. And a lot of that just incredible exchange and conversation and ideas that happens, um, you know, as well as just, hey, getting people together to walk through here's a feature that you may not have explored or you might want to check out or try. Um, That's another thing that happens in those sessions as well. So, you know, we just, we as a team get so much out of the time with the hosts that we spend there. So um, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And your your team has grown a lot too. So, I mean, like you said earlier, the squads are helping you like really organize um, how the team is growing. There would be, I can't imagine doing this job without that that approach. Yeah, it would be it'd be crazy. Yeah. And we're hiring. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool. I wanted to I wanted to say uh, so uh that's the magic of community. The shared wisdom that you mm-hmm. get when you bring people together in an online fa- that's entirely why I created Finecom here. That's why I exist in this space because I know that it is a powerful experience to come onto a Zoom call and be able to connect with people across the globe. Um, and we each have a unique perspective that we bring to the table as soon as we enter a virtual f- space like this um, that 
is just magic. Um, so I just want to make sure I say the love for community is here. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yes. I mean, I will also say that doing the Thursday workshop during the during a lot of the lockdowns and the pandemic, like, that was such a lifeline, even for me, yeah. you know, to be able to be talking to people even around the world about what their experience is like and how's everybody doing and just taking a moment to just check in with each other as humans. Yeah. Jane, how do you, uh, I wanted, I was thinking about this as Jessica was talking, I'm sure that like even, um, like the product people, you know, the product teams and, and these other people from the, um, the squads are involved in this Thursday workshop, but is there uh, feedback that you're getting from either the community design masterclass feedback or feedback from, uh, you know, participants in, in that session that you use in your marketing efforts or direction around like how to make choices with, with regards to marketing mighty? Yeah. Great question. I would say everything at mighty is a giant feedback loop. So one of the things I really love about working here is our commitment to rapid feedback and learning. So Jess and her team are funneling insights back to marketing. And in turn, we're funneling insights back into product, um, for sure, learning from what's happening in Mighty community. And then also, you know, we want to be looking outside of Mighty Networks too, to understand, you know, are the, are the, concerns and questions that people who are already familiar with Mighty Networks having, are they the same concerns and questions that people have just in general around starting an online business or starting a community? And how can we kind of use marketing to bridge the gap and make sure we're meeting people where they are? Because, you know, the resources that somebody who's been on the business plan for three years and is like launching their fifth premium course might need is going to be really different from someone who is like, I have an idea. Where do I go to start it? Where do I go to make it happen? So feedback is super critical from the community. And then we're also looking outside the community to just learn what's happening with communities in general and community trends to make sure we're speaking to all of those people as well. Yeah, give me a, that's right right directly to where I wanted to go with what do you see in the industry with the background and what you're doing with Mighty Um in the next, you know, in the next year for, for, um, people who are maybe considering, you know, launching a mighty or, or people who have been doing it for a while. Oh my gosh. Okay. You, you might have to cut me off because there's a lot sure. we I'm could talk sorry. about. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I, I'm really excited about and Jessica kind of alluded to it where the office hours were a lifeline during the pandemic is I think, you know, back in the day, it may have felt like digital community, online community was kind of a second best option compared to meeting people in real life. And I think now we're finally at a time where it's it's just different. It's not second best. It's not like a instead of or because we can't meet up. But I think the the barriers that have been broken down because people anywhere in the world can connect over a shared purpose or interest is really exciting to me because I think it just opens up what a community can be. And of course, you know, at Mighty, we still want to support people who do want to meet up in person with, with in-person events. But I just think there's so much more opportunity now that um, the, the power of community, online community, has really been just showcased over the last couple of years as we've been kind of forced to embrace it. So that's that's one trend that I'm seeing. It's just there's no longer a you know, a sense that this is like a second best option to gather people together online. In fact, sometimes this is just better because you can bring more people together. The other thing that we're really interested in and just just at the beginning of starting to think about how the product 
response to this is Web3, which is a huge rabbit hole that people can go down, right? With Google, I myself have spent many hours kind of unpacking it. But what it means to us at Mighty right now is this sense of how can communities have shared upside where they're coming together, they're getting rewarded for participating together, they're building something together. You know, it doesn't have to go full like cryptocurrency blockchain, but there's some really powerful ideas that are happening in that trend that I think Mighty is well positioned to not only welcome people who are are new and thinking about community because they're excited by Web3, but people who have been building community on Mighty for you know, five years and are hearing about these new concepts and want to learn and understand how they can evolve to meet them, I feel like Mighty can be a really interesting bridge there, which is exciting to think about. That's, so could I just, I know we don't want to go too deep in the hole there, but but um, I wanted to know, like, specifically, could you give me a use example for, for this context of how it would work with somebody like a Mighty network host who's been you know, had a, had a mighty for a while, would this be an additional offering that they would be then promoting? Yeah, I wouldn't think of it as an additional offering. I would think of it as a way to frame maybe what they're building or just learn a little, learn a little bit more about. So for instance, I was on a call this morning with a DAO that's building on mighty, a decentralized autonomous organization, which is a mouthful. I will tell you that. But it goes back to that shared upside. And this DAO, they're called Mammals DAO. They're really cool. Um, They are basically building a community. So just like any other Mighty Networks host, they're using the product as it is today. So there are no secret product features they've turned on to make this happen. But basically what they're building is a community with a purpose where people are getting rewarded and incentivized for participating in the community in a different way. And they're looking at ways where the community as a whole can make decisions together versus one person kind of directing everything that the community is spending their time on or investing in. So that is a very rudimentary way of talking about it. But I would encourage hosts to just watch on our YouTube. We have a great recording of a session that Gina, our CEO, and a woman named Zoe Skamen did with Dan Runcy of Trapital. And they talk at length about how this creator economy and this community economy are shifting towards these Web3 ideas. And they do it much more eloquently than me. But I think it'll start to kind of spark ideas and more questions, which are great for the people who are interested in it. Yeah, the phrase that came to mind when you were talking was like what, what's known in the community tech industry as gamification or um, elevated badges or yeah. you know, ambassador programs that are, you know, where you where you get certain benefits if you're an, a really engaged member, like there's different levels. <clears throat> Is that kind of someone that of what could you're talking totally, about? yeah, that could totally be a part of it. You, you know, you can go full rabbit hole with like, how do we create a currency for our community and people Mm. get a fraction of it when they do something. But I think at a base level, it's just how do we all get rewarded for participating in the work that moves us towards our shared purpose, Mm. which could be a multitude of things. And I don't even think, honestly, Deb, that it's at the state anywhere, let alone at Mighty, that there's a shared concrete definition because there are just so many possibilities. And as a curious person, that's what gets me pretty excited. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I uh, in, Inside Find Calm Here community, I just started a, um, 
a monthly spotlight to spotlight members. And I've really encouraged the FindCom here members because most of those uh, members are, are Muddy Network hosts that come in and we support each other uh, in different ways inside the community. They, I was, I was definitely having a conversation around we should support each other's networks because I can tell you, I've had clients that I really wanted to be in their community just personally because of the content or the yeah. context or the conversation. And um, there's communities that uh, I've found and refer people to all the time. I'll be like, oh my gosh, you would love this community. Here's the link. You should go check it out. Um, maybe my Aunt Sue or, or uh, <laughs> my, my sister would love it. So um, even if you have a community that might not interest me, I might know somebody. So I feel like that referral process is a really great, just to transition a little bit, you know, yeah. of just saying like, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of variations of benefits. I think that kind of goes to where people get, you know, just going back a little bit to the challenges of mm -hmm. the complexities of, um, all of it, you know, how do you put a community strategy together? What does that mean? Um, you know, it, it's just a very – and the Mighty, um, well, it has – like we talked about, all of these amazing things that have um, became available. And this might be a good question for Jessica then. Um, but just it, – it's a lot. And, and they're, <laughs> they're like, this is amazing. There's so many opportunities to do so many things. But I don't know where – you know, that's what I get a lot of feedback about. So I was wondering, Jessica, is there um, – I'm guessing there is. There's some kinds of like – thoughts you have around like how to help people because you're talking about like, how do we make it easier for the hosts? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, we think, you know, we want to make things easier for the hosts, but we also, we're really, you know, focused on how can like at the end of the day, the host wants more members, right? I mean, what do you want as someone who's leading a community? You want active members. You want members who are getting value out of the you know, what you're putting out there. Not only because maybe it's a revenue generating opportunity for you, but you probably got into running a community because you wanted to make a difference for people and you are driven by that impact that you can have for helping people make transformations in their lives. So you know, that's really what it is. It's, it's thinking about, so how can we give hosts the tools to help them better run their communities, but also how can we give them the tools and levers to make it so that their, their members get a ton out of the experience and want to keep coming back. So we're constantly kind of thinking about all those pieces, right? Um, and, and there's obviously trade-offs to make. Look, we have, like I said, we have this incredible platform. It's so powerful. And there's, you know, so many different directions we can take it in as, J as Jane was also kind of speaking to. So that's why one of the things that we do in the, in the community design course, um, and that I will often talk about in the Thursday workshop too, is keeping it simple. Right. So there's, a, yes, you can do a lot with the Mighty Network and we want to give you lots of flexibility and options. And, um, and for people who want to go kind of advanced mode, they can do that. But for people who are just like starting out, I would just say like, keep it simple. You know, this is why we talk about things like a weekly calendar, because it's about making your community a habit. And if you do the same thing on the same day of every week, a couple of days a week, then people are going to get habituated to that and they're going to get used to it. And they're going to know that on Mondays, I come to this community to post my intention 
for the week. And on Wednesdays, I come back for the quick lesson or, you know, conversation or, you know, maybe there's a Friday question. Um, it's really about that, ha- those habit forming kind of engaging ways of engaging your community. I mean, I just do this even with my own team where, you know, I try to be really consistent about Mondays are for what are our intentions and Fridays are for what are, what are our wins that we want to celebrate um, that consistency. And then we also talk about theming Um, and themes. We tend to kind of anchor to months because, you know, if you can move through different themes throughout a year, I mean, months make up a year. Um, you can help people feel that they are making progress on something. So that's another really big, it gets into a lot of the psychology, right, behind feeling like you're making progress and moving forward and growing that we, you know, are supporting our hosts in doing. So then within your Mighty Network, you have, you know, various tools to help you do this. Um you know, whether it's um, an icebreaker question that gets people contributing right off the bat when they first join the Mighty Network or, you know, the ability to schedule posts is another super helpful tool so that you can just line up those questions that you want to have, you know, go up every Monday or um, uh, so that people, again, form that habit. Um, there's our welcome and featured sections so that you can pin content that you want to make sure gets in front of people. Um so these are just, uh, you know, some of the the tools that we give hosts to help them bridge that gap between how do you, you know, create a, you know, get something out there, get going. That's a big piece too, right? People kind of get in their own heads and they're all blocked around, oh, I don't want to start something unless it's perfect or, you know, until I have all the answers. And the reality is you're not going to have all the answers. You actually have to start like co-creating the community with your members and figuring out mm-hmm. what they like and what works and do the testing. And then they're going to give you that feedback and and then you're going to figure it out from there. I mean, the best hosts, most successful hosts that I've worked with um, are ones who are like, yeah, we tried this. It didn't work. Or we tried this and it worked great. And so that was how we knew that that was the thing that we were going to do. Um, whether that's a, you know, um, like a challenge, you know, we'll have hosts to talk about doing a weekly challenge that helps bring people back or, you know, um, another great feature that we just, um, brought to the platform last fall was group chat. So can you create small kind of accountability cohorts with a group chat? Um, So there's a lot of like, again, we have lots of tools. It's picking a few to get started with and not trying to over complexify. Start small, start with a few simple pieces and then um, learn and evolve from there. And I would add to that, I think everything you said, Jess, is spot on. And the thing about starting simple is start specific with your big purpose and like, why are you doing this? You know, Deb, this is something I'm sure you've, you've had hammered home after community design, but there's a reason why it's the really first lesson in community design is because if you aren't specific enough at the start with who you're bringing together, what you want them to achieve, then your community is going to be really hard to market because, you know, I've seen people say, I want to start a community for women. And that is not going to, you're going to be struggle to find your audience because that is so broad. And then it's really unclear. All right, you get a bunch of women together. What are they doing? How are their lives changing? How are they moving towards a goal? Versus if you say, I want to start a community for women in the restaurant industry who own their own restaurants and are struggling to scale. And we're going to come together to learn things, learn lessons that we've all learned and share them to 
um, evaluate new tools together to build a co-op. You can get really specific and then you can almost picture that ideal member in your head and you're going to start to think about where would I find that person? Who are the three people I already know who are that person? And everything is easier from that, including what features you use of a mighty network to help you get to those goals. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So true. Gosh, so true. I can like, I'm like nodding my head the whole time. <laughs> yeah. One thing I just want to add on to that. I mean, gosh, yeah, we're all kind of like nodding our heads together here. Um, it's just like, it also helps people find their way to you because they see themselves, right? Like yes. to Jane's point, if it's just like for women, it's like, well, I don't know, is that me? I'm a woman, but so are, you know, billions of other people in the world. Like when you get specific, then it helps people say, oh, that sounds like me. This sounds like a place for me. You know, this sounds like a place that I specifically belong or want to be in. And um, and I think that that's critical. I think we have a lot of hosts will say, well, I don't want to exclude anyone. And if I go too narrow, then I'll... You know, I'm, I'm too narrow and I'll lose people. And it's like, actually, you want to start small and specific and then you want to grow the other direction, which is you can, once you've nailed down that initial group of people that you're focused on, then you can start to like expand out. But if you start too broad at the beginning, it's it's like kind of if you're for everyone, you're really for no one because nobody knows like if they're supposed to be there or not. Yeah. And this is this is the perfect segue, Deb, into some marketing things because I think it all starts from there. So if you'll allow me to like geek out for a second, um, yeah, I was going to ask you some questions, but go for it. I, I I know we've got a hard stop soon, so I want to keep ahead of the time. So <laughs> yeah, but I think really once you start to think about okay, who is this ideal member, right? So who is this? restaurant owning woman who's struggling to scale, if that's your niche, let's just go with this example I, I made up out of nowhere, probably because I'm a little hungry. Um, if you think about that woman, if that's your, your community and that's your ideal member, then you think about how would she talk about this to her friends, right? Testimonials, featured attendees or members for your course or community, whatever you're building, having those people tell the people in their networks or be featured. Just again, as Jess said, it helps somebody see themselves in their, your community. And those are the things that I really think make marketing easier is if you are putting those faces in your marketing so people can be like, okay, Jane is telling me about this community, but oh my gosh, there's Olivia. And like, I've been to her restaurant or I saw her over here. It's just, it's so much more powerful. And then the other thing that I know Jess and the product team are working on is going even a step beyond is actually making it a lot easier and more exciting and to incentivize those members to then invite other members. But you can see it all starts with having the specific focus of who this is for the storytelling is so, 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 so much easier. And another thing to think about is it helps you set expectations for people who are kind of like, I don't know, like, do I have time for a community? What am I going to get out of it? It helps you set really clear expectations around how they'll contribute and what they'll get out of it. If you, again, have that specific person in mind. So if it was like a community for women, I'm like, okay, do I just show up and I'm a woman and I'm here? You know, I can tell you, that is a tab or an app that I am not going to open that much because I just don't know what my purpose is of going there. But if it's this restaurant, you know, owner community for women, then you could set expectations like, 
we're going to have speaker series and we're going to feature a different member every week. It's a great opportunity to share your story and get feedback, be on the hot seat for somebody. Or you could say, you know, the expectation is you're going to be able to, after a year of being in this community, we know you're going to get to a place where you're ready to open that second location or take online delivery or something. Again, I don't know why I picked an example that I have no experience in, but all the challenges I imagine a restaurant owner Maybe that's have. your dream. That's your dream. Maybe. It is for a career. It is lunchtime. So I've again. Com- I've got a community for you. I, I know exactly oh. who to reference you for. One of the one of the fine con here members has a community that's exactly about that, but not for women. Oh um, it's not specific to women. It's more specific to New York City uh, location. Uh, Amazing. He's in, he's in New York City. Um, okay. Well, so I know we've like, got a few minutes left and I don't want to like cut you off. So like, go ahead. Like I have one, one yeah, and, I, and I just have one more point that really ties into what you just said about, you know, I know somebody who has a community like that is another huge, huge trend that we've been seeing. And we're super, super grateful that mighty community, which is our free community for people building community um, is a part of this trend is there are more and more communities for community builders popping up everywhere, like all sorts. And of course, Mighty Community is the best one. But I think finding those networks of other community builders is another really important way to help grow and find your members because like you just did, they know other people who, oh, like I know the perfect person to be in this community. Even if they're not the right fit, they're going to grow your network and they understand the value of community. So they are going to be better at selling the community, if that makes sense. True that. All right. Rapid, rapid fire. I'm going to do some sum ups real quick. Um, Facebook. That, you ever heard of Facebook? We're going <laughs> to talk about the big uh, red elephant in the room. F- Facebook uh, has groups. Facebook is for everybody. That is the platform for everyone. So if you wanted to know which platform is for everyone, that's that's what it is. <laughs> and that's where the confusion is. That's where the distraction is. That's where the whatever you want to say, toxicness, or however you want to title Facebook to be, they have made lots of money off of people creating this space, bringing people together. Yes, but there's pros and cons to everything. And that's the big shift of now. There's a lot of creators that want to leave. Um, They see there's challenges with Facebook. They don't own the content. They don't have control. They're they're fighting analytics. They have to pay for advertising to pay pay to play. All of those things, um, you know, relate to, you know, this idea of Mighty Networks, you have your own Facebook. I don't, I have, I'm a member of 70 Mighty Networks, for example. Oh my and wow, they're, they're all, yeah, this is why I have like <laughs> no we time. Have, we, we need to send you a special uh, t-shirt <laughs> yes. or crown or something. Yes, I like it. But, but just to say that one of the most confusing things that I've had clients say is they think that when they log into their Mighty Network, that they get, then then it's like they can see all of the networks that they're a member of or something. And the only way you can do that is when you're toggling back and forth on like the app. Otherwise, if you're on a desktop, you have to bookmark it just to go into a little bit of techie stuff. But yeah. just to say that what that means is you control as a host, you control who's in, who's a part of it, meaning it is exclusive. It, it's exclusive to who what your purpose is. So the really great thing about uh, a really good Mighty Network landing page or a sales page that goes to a Mighty Network is they're saying, here's who we're, 
here's who this is for and here's who this isn't for (laughs) because then you can just go to that page and if this is for me i can say great i'm going to click it's an easy it's simple but if it's not for me i'm going to say oh all right well this isn't right now or not for me you know maybe sue is better fit for this or whatever giving that really clear uh point uh i just want to hone in on that and then pricing we didn't talk a lot about but Either one of you want to chime in here about how, how do you see pricing and, and you know yeah. how to how do creators price their their offer with Mighty? Because great, you, if you know who you're bringing together, that's great. But how do you ask them to pay for it? Is the is the challenge right? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I I can probably capture my thoughts on these really quickly with two thoughts, and then Jane, you you could probably go deep. Sure. On Facebook, I'm going to use one of your catchwords, Deb, which is calm. You're not going to find calm in a Facebook group or anywhere on Facebook. And, um, you know, I, I personally have turned my attention towards more intentional experiences across the board. And I think that I've seen that trend in a lot of people I know, and it's only going to continue. And so a mighty networks is an intentional space. It's a space that you go to because you have an intention, not because you're looking to be, you know, it's necessarily just distracted or, you know, kind of like in a, in a junk food. It's not, it's not junk food. It's there to, to, to feed you on some level and help you and, and bring you along in, in a real community space towards a goal that you have or something you're trying to do in, with your life. So that's what I would say about, you know, Mighty Network versus Facebook and Facebook has things it's good at too. But, you know, we think if you want to create an intentional community experience, you've got to do it in a Mighty Network. And then I would say, as far as pricing goes, people pay pay attention to what they pay for. That's what we say. And so we think that, you know, charging for your Mighty Network is a way of showing that you value your time and what you're creating and putting out in the world. And um, other people should too. And and when they pay, they will invest themselves in it. So those are my yeah. quick thoughts. Well, I would add to that too. Not only do we say people pay attention to what they pay for, but our data shows that it's true. So 77% of hosts who have charged for something on a mighty network, right? Whether that's a one-time course fee or a member subscription, 77% of hosts who have done that have made a sale, which is uh, in the world of conversion rates, that's bonkers in a good way. And then the other thing is the people who are the members who are in those networks, who are in a course or a community they've paid for, they're more engaged than someone who's in a free money network because their mindset is, I want to get value out of this and they are getting value out of this, which is great. There is so much more that I could say about pricing that will not fit in our two minutes. I would definitely encourage people to check out the Community Design Masterclass. We have an entire, in the Accelerator, we have an entire module around pricing. There is also a great sneak peek on our YouTube channel, a video about how to price, how to charge, that will give you some really great frameworks to think about. The one kind of distillation of it I could do in 30 seconds is think about what people would have to pay for to get the results and transformation that they're going to get in your mighty network. So is that a ton of books? Is it a personal coach? Is it a therapist, right? What would they have be, be paying for? Is it a gym membership to achieve the results that they're going to achieve with the amazing community and programming you've put together and think about that as your price point. Don't, don't do the thing where you're like, Oh, if I just make it $2 for a cup of coffee, then everybody's going to be cool to pay for it because psychologically, actually that's not necessarily the case. And again, 
so much more to talk about here, but check out some of those resources I mentioned because I think they'll be really helpful. Thank you. Thank you both. We will have show notes available that'll have some links into these places. So Jane, I'll sync back up with you in an email to awesome. make sure I get the right links that we can put in the show notes. Um, thank you both for being here. There's so much we could talk about. And uh, for sure, if you guys are open, we might do a follow-up episode at some time later so that we can have like a topic-specific episode. Fun. Yeah. I feel like that would be a good idea because I'm I'm learning more and more that people want to know. Well, Deb, what episode do you talk about pricing? Deb, what episode yeah. do you talk about strategy? Deb, what episode do you take? You know? Right. So, um, that would be a great thing to, to discuss further. Um, but thank you again, both. Thank hey. you so much, Deb, for having us. How much fun. Yeah, it was so a great. pleasure. And you know, yeah. Jess and I, as much as we work all day together, we don't get to hang as much as I'd like. So this would no. be a great opportunity for another hang. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks all for listening. Uh, until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, afternoon, morning, Tuesday at lunchtime or wherever it is for you, whenever. Find calm. Until the next time, take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye.